Hey folks, how you doing? Welcome into another episode of your favorite podcast, One to Review, episode 33. I'm alongside my buddies, Brandon and Alex. Say hello, Brandon. Hola, um, Brandon is here. And Alex. Si, hola, mi nombre es Alejandro. This is a little podcast where we rate and review strange and interesting new movies, uh, old movies, and sometimes products. We rate in the simplest way possible. One point if we didn't like it. Two points if we did. We rate until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a podcast. All right, hit the intro. One, two, Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the first film that we saw this week and we want to rate and review for you is a film called Helium Summer. This came out in 2017. It was definitely a summer flick. I think most people saw it. Very popular at the box office. Uh, I'll read you the synopsis here. Sex, summer jobs, and a helium tank all test the friendships of this tight-knit group as they enter their freshman year of high school. As a kid that grew up in the 90s, big fan of Can't Hardly Wait and those kind of movies, this film definitely hit that niche for me it's not quite clueless which is one of my favorite films but it's got you know elements of that and it was able to fill that hole in my life for the uh, hour and 32 minute running time that it had what did you guys think of helium yeah i think that's an app some of the apt uh, comparisons you made with can't hardly wait uh, days and confused i would also say it was Mm -hmm. awesome to take a look into this generation's you know keg Uh, we had marijuana 80s had cocaine, 70s had, you know, well, cakes of beer have always been there. But I guess for millennials, now they're Mm -hmm. helium tanks. They're all just hanging around around helium tanks. Those are what's at every party, every social gathering. And you get to see that. Which is, yeah, which is crazy. I'd heard about this being a big thing. You know, there's like people eating the Tide Pods or whatever, all that kind of stuff. And I'd heard about the helium parties and I thought it was... Uh, I don't know. I thought it was fake. I thought it was just sensationalizing. But apparently, there's a huge culture of helium uh, uh, in inhalers yeah, doing, out there, doing whatever. tank shots, tank stands, doing. tank tubes. Uh, it's a whole thing. So it was really cool to see that. And 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 I'd say equally impressive. I didn't know that ska was back. And so this movie is kind of full of. It's a whole ska soundtrack. There's like two ska bands in it that I didn't even know who they were, but they made. Cream holers and dad's least favorite pizza. Helium and ska, I guess, is the thing, you know, that, that high schoolers are into these days. Or, or well, fun fact kids. about helium is it makes uh, it easier to play, play longer notes on the trumpet. So, you know, it's why it's popular. Mm-hmm. Ska bands will take some heat of helium and then blow another trumpet and they can make longer notes. So it's lighter than air. Yeah, It's crazy. It's I mean, crazy. there's a lot of cultural indicators behind this big helium movement with the kids they've seen where cocaine where binge drinking or marijuana use have taken their parents and they want to sort of reel that back a little bit they're sort of ashamed where their parents ended up in their lives and definitely as a direct result of the the strong drugs they choose in their childhood so I think millennials are sort of aware of that and want to reel it back a little bit and don't want to go so hardcore with it. Because, I mean, honestly, helium isn't going to it's not going to really get you fucked up. It's not going to kill too many brain cells. It's pretty harmless. It makes your voice kind of funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a good time. You get the giggles, but you can still get in a car and drive on helium. You can still, you know, operate heavy machinery 
work at a subway, the kind of things that kids these days really need to get done to advance their lives and careers. So I think it's uh, a good sign for this generation that this is their drug of choice. Um, Getting back at the movie, uh, there's a lot of cliche scenes, you know, Buddy steals his his friend's girlfriend and they have a big fight and it turns out that she's sort of loose anyway and is sleeping around with other people. So they bond over that. Um, There's a big cop scene where they get pulled over with the helium tank and they end up getting uh, doing some hits of helium with the officer. That's a lot of fun. Uh, And um, at the end of the summer, the helium tank runs out and um, they they're sort of faced with this. Mm, this mirror on their own group and they're they don't they don't have that common drug they don't have that common thing that's gonna bring them together anymore and they learn that hey they're all right without it yeah, not all of them some of them i mean charlie doesn't his character ends up leaving the group uh and and gets deep into helium and you see like that had shades of not nearly as dark but a little bit of a requiem for a dream yeah, feel less, to it Charlie's less than zero path, requiem you know, for a dream the sort of vibe definitely some of that element in there or whatever but you know not too heavy like i said you know it does not detract from the well he tries inhaling a bunch of other Uh, stuff you know nitrogen air we remember he just was like breathing into a paper bag in a couple of shots trying to just get high off of air but it shows that also that's not that wasn't the drug's fault it doesn't blame helium or the peer pressure of the helium culture around it it's he's distressed the whole film, even when you first meet his character at the daycare. Like, it has these flashbacks to when they're kids and stuff. But He was depressed uh, even back then. For sure. Addictive personalities. It's, it showed even back then, so. Anyway, yeah, I mean, that's that's for the viewer. I mean, check it out, uh, I, yeah, I would it's say. It's his parents' fault. It's his parents' fault, sure. for sure. Uh, you guys ready to rate Helium Summer? Well, let me just bring up the ska thing. It's oh, 2018. It's 2018, and it's already gone, just like how it came in and went in the 90s. It was just a flash in the pan again. I don't think it's Scott is really ever going to catch hold. Or maybe, you know, an after sh- an aftershock. It's just like the Harlem Shake. I mean, it's here one day, gone the next day. So, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, let's let's rate this thing. I'm, I'm going to give uh, Helium Summer uh, two points. Like I said, it, it kind of filled a little niche for me and reminded me of the, the films that I grew up with. Uh, and it was enjoyable to see. And, and a real quick, another note about helium. You know, it's it's exciting to see all these young cultures have kind of a different defining drug of the generation. And to see the art that eventually comes out of those drugs, you know, rock and roll came out of uh, cocaine usage and reggae came out of usage of whippets and all that kind of stuff. So No, it's marijuana. Uh, anyway, uh, it's interesting to see where... I'm interested to see what helium will create. You know, when this generation gets older... And these old, you know, people that used to be into helium hard, you know, what kind of stuff they're going to create music and movies. So anyway, two points. Well, for me, two points. This is the Days and Confused uh, for the chipmunk generation. And I am going to dabble this summer. Actually, we're having a chipmunk party. So uh, you guys would be invited. But I know it's a it's a long plane ride just to do that. You could do that at home. So two points for me. That's okay. There's plenty of monk parties here in L.A. to attend. Uh, Yeah, two points for me, too, guys. Uh, Helium Summer wasn't really a home run, but it didn't let me down either. And maybe I'm just too old to get into that kind of nostalgia that they're presenting here, but it was still a lot of fun. Oh, that was all of them, huh? (laughs) 
That's All it. right, that is six points. Six. Each week on One Two Review, we rate and review movies until we get to 20 points. We accumulate the six points we just gave. We'll add them to other points until we get 20. We call it a day. So right now we have six points. And to keep score this week, Brandon is heading to New Mexico, and we're going to give him 20 tips and ideas and things that he can do, and in turn, you can do, when you visit the great state, the land of enchantment, Nuevo Mexico. Yeah, so New Mexico. First one, oh. Go ahead. I'm going home, and we should we should say we're qualified because we all grew up in New Mexico together, so we know a few things about it. We know a lot about that place. With that being said, Alex, please, let's hear your two first recommendations. Uh, number one, green chili. I mean, let's just get it out of the way. Eat some green chili while you're there. If you don't know what green chili is, it, uh, it's a chili that comes from Hatch, New Mexico. I mean, it comes from elsewhere, but that's kind of its origin, the place that we love to call it, the legend. Try out that hatch green chili. It's delicious. Put it on everything. Uh, second one, I would say, is the ditches. Hang out by the ditches. We've got lots of acequias or ditches for irrigation. A uh, great place to hang out, meet people. You can find cool toys and, uh, you know, stuff down there, just items and relics. Ditches After Dark is a fun program. You can sign up for it at most websites online, so. Yeah. Uh, for my two recommendations, I'm going to say uh, Low Ride. You could also find this information online, Craigslist. Look for low-riding opportunities where you can go on an adventure and get some hydraulic jumps in your car. It's quite fun. Uh, For my second tip, I'm going to say avoid Española. Just don't. Don't go to Española. Yeah. uh, One of the more downtrodden places in New Mexico. Stay away from there. Uh, For my two points, you can talk to some real-life cholos. Go to the barrio and, and hang out shoot the shit and my second suggestion for when you visit New Mexico is take a hot air balloon ride New Mexico of course in October they have the International Balloon Fiesta the largest of its kind one of New Mexico's last remaining claims to fame and you can actually get in a real hot air balloon a real dangerous experimental aircraft and go for a flight all right Well, that is six points and six things that you can do while you are in New Mexico. We hope you enjoy it out there. And with that, we kick it to a sponsor. Egg Angels. Eggs are murder. Send any egg you've rescued into Egg Angels, and they will give unhatched eggs a chance at life. The scientists at Egg Angels will attempt to fertilize and raise any bird egg they receive at their bird sanctuary. The birds then live the life they were meant to have, far away from the greedy mouths of consumers. You can visit your birds anytime, and even adopt your hatchling in certain circumstances. Egg Angels recommends a donation of $500 per dozen. And while all eggs sent into the angels aren't guaranteed a successful hatching, all are guaranteed a fighting chance. Use promo code REVIEWERSDOZEN when you sign up and you will receive an extra space in your first rescue group, Egg Angels, because eggs are angels too. Oh, when will I sound better? When will I feel better? When will my cold go away? Yeah. 
have we had any like time to like banter? Can we do that? Can we chill out for a minute? God, I feel like we're always rushing. This episode is about New Mexico. Let's like chill out. Let's talk about, you know, New Mexico. What do you want to talk about? What are your favorite like memories of New Mexico? What do you miss? Mm, not a lot. Kind of right. miss um, just walking around. Walking around? That's like what I miss the least in New Mexico. I often get yelled at from vehicles. If I'm walking around on the street, vehicles, as they drive by, will yell things. Inappropriate things at me. Not nice. What do they yell at you? I'm not even going to repeat the F words. Word. F words. F words? B words? Yep. Especially if you're walking you with another guy, then it's real bad. But, what do uh, they say? Hold his hand? Hold his ass? I mean, well, we're already holding ass. We're already holding hands, but the things they say are terrible. Grab his ass with his... Grab, have him grab your ass with his hand. Yeah, use both hands. I use both hands when you're grabbing, grabbing that guy. And that's fine. That's good. Alex, Touch do you miss hair. anything in New Mexico? Brush his teeth. Brush his teeth. You're over there. <laughs> um, I mean, I miss, uh, I miss the community, the sense of family, small town. It's nice to know everyone. I miss just the quietness of New Mexico, how nothing's really ever happening, and it's just nice and quiet. Yeah, especially Corrales, where we all kind of grew up inside of New Mexico. Very quiet. No street lights, no stop signs, no, no stop lights, I should say, <laughs> or stop signs. But that was a big problem when those middle schoolers took all the stop signs. Yeah, it's a small, I remember that small little village. Not a lot of them. You only had to take a couple, no, yeah. It caused a lot of problems. That's when they put the speed bumps in. Yeah, they added speed bumps and more signs, which caused even more problems. Alright, well, that's great. Let's, uh... <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for indulging. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, I wasn't right. much help. Uh, no. Eeyore. That's fine. Let's talk about our next movie. I still have a cold. Thanks uh, for bearing with us again. Hopefully it'll get better. This movie we're going to see next is a foreign film. This is a film from 1913. Don't know how to pronounce this. Alex, can you help me? I know you have been around those parts. Tavadaya Droga uh, translates to The Long Hard Road. Yeah, it's The Long Hard Road. This film follows the Blochin family as they leave their follow farm fields of the Shenazablik uh, and move to the town of Lenanovo. Cool. Lenanovo. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I have a hard time with that. Chalabinsky. 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 Wow, this movie... Mm. It was a long, hard movie to watch. Yeah. And especially without any dialogue. Well, I mean, the dialogue, it was typed at the bottom. I think maybe they fudged a lot on it because you could see a lot of laughing. I mean, these are a downtrodden people, the Russian people, and they live in a cold, barren landscape that really tries the human spirit any chance it gets. And you can still see the Russian people laughing and having a good time throughout <clears throat> that trying experience. Very trying. They, you know, they lose a horse. They lose a kid. They lose 
they lose a lot going there. They lose all their food at one point. It's a tough yeah. journey. It's it was just no, uh, you know, I played Oregon Trail as a kid, and I thought that was tough. That is no Trivaraya Dorovka, man. Yeah, when they lose their horse, that's really a tragedy. Everything's then, lost. They... Mines are lost. Marbles are lost. Virginities are lost. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it makes you count your blessings as an American, you know, and uh, when when they lose their kid, that turns out to be kind of a blessing in disguise because they don't really, after they lose the horse, they don't have anything to feed the kid with anymore. And once once the kid dies, they... They just starve they have, for a bit, you know. Yeah, they just sort of starve for a bit. Um, the which, directing was cool for a black and white film. The cinematography was actually pretty striking. And uh, you, you learn a lot from the angles. Uh, that's basically how the conversation and dialogue is portrayed, you know. So angles will all of a sudden be kind of Dutch and, you know, crooked. It'll make you feel like, oh, that's an intense conversation going on. Or sometimes it'll be real forward and straight on, real soft and gentle in the quiet moments of the film. Yeah, directed by Anton Pokrovsky. Anton Pokrovsky. Definitely those filmmaking techniques, a lot of hardcore filmmakers know that this is really where the origin of those camera angles, this this is the origin of modern filmmaking. You can see a lot of the same techniques used in the um, Fast and Furious movies, in a lot of Bruce Lee movies, hard pans, fast zooms, um, you know, the shaky camera methods used in Blair Witch. That's all in this movie way, way before modern movies uh, really implemented those styles. Um, it, it sort of takes you out of the suffering a little bit of these Russian folks, and it adds a lot of action and intensity to the film that is totally unexpected. Yeah, well, and it's an important film. If you have taken any... I would argue if you've taken any film class worth its salt, you've seen Tevrataya Dorogava. I still can't say it, but but you've seen this film. It's definitely taught uh, a lot. You've seen clips from it. You've seen gifts from it. Here's a fun fact. I went on the uh, Way Way Back Machine, that internet site, you know, and uh, looked at some of the message boards, and they were talking about this film. It turns out... Uh, Okay, this is crazy. Adam Hamburger's great great grandfather is actually in one of the, in this movie. Adam Not Ham- really a shock. Adam Hamburger, really. you know, Hollywood has a bad boy right now. Hollywood's yeah, hottest star and biggest bad boy. He's always in Everyone's the news. I just I thought it was funny to see his name pop up even back then and to see his lineage goes that far back. Yeah, apparently on the set of this movie, his great-great-grandfather spilled the rice on purpose in one of the scenes. So, um, causing trouble even generations back, those those, uh, devilish hamburgers. Um, In a lot of ways, this this movie is a modern movie. And uh, I don't know, did you guys happen to rewatch this with the Skrillex soundtrack? Skrillex actually made a soundtrack... For this movie, and it, it matches up perfectly. Yeah, I read about that. Is that cool? Is it cool? You guys did it. It's pretty yeah. Cool. It's it slaps, as they say. Those beats slap. 
I mean, kind of typical that. typical Skrillex kind of dubstep or something more. Well, there's a there's lighter Russian violins. There's real Russian instruments in there. The Dravskyolstya uh, drum is uh, he implements that as a snare drum, and those crazy wild those uh, those crazy wild camera angles and panning techniques really lend to the dubstep. I know it's kind of a fading art form dubstep is, but it it does really match up nicely with this movie. That's still bleeding edge in some countries, so. That's true. Late adopters in the <laughs> rural parts of Russia. Um overall Tverdaya Droga from 1913. I, I don't know. I have a lot of, I got a drew a lot of inspiration from this movie, and uh, and I don't know if you guys did too, but maybe maybe that's representative in your rating. Well, let's find out. What do you guys want to review this film at? Uh, I'm gonna give it two. This movie is inspirational, and like you said, it's it's clearly a kernel that lots of plants grew out of. Pop, popcorns popped out of this kernel uh, big fan of it it's a little slow it's a little hard it's a long hard road but uh, two points for for me Travaga Droga the 1913 classic that you all have seen pictures of it um, it's a classic yeah just see it check it out you know absolutely two points two points for me for such a monumental piece of filmmaking history, you can't really put points on something like this, but I have to. So two points. And the blooper reel at the end was a real knee slapper, too, for those of you out there that got those Blu-ray extras. Another Hollywood really... first, though. Blooper reels. To keep that footage. Yeah. And it really helps lighten the mood, lighten the tone of this movie, because, spoiler alert... Pretty much everyone dies except for the grandpa who's so barren anyway. He can't, you know, he can't sow his seed to further his generation. So that's really the end of a lineage you see at the end of the movie. So uh, with such a sour note ending the movie, it's nice to have that breath of fresh air with those DVD extras. Yeah, I agree. So uh, six points. Six points. Six points. Six more things that we can recommend to everybody to do in New Mexico. Uh, For my first recommendation, I am going to do something next time, which I've only done once before, but it's something I'm excited to do again this next visit. I'm going to sneak around Carlsbad Caverns. That's right. I love caves, and I've only really been in a few legit caves, Carlsbad being probably the biggest, so I'm excited to go back and... uh, see how things have changed another thing you're going to want to do is find mama's tortilla recipe hidden around albuquerque actually under certain stop signs uh like stop light posts there's actually a tortilla recipe that is supposedly the most delicious one uh you can it's similar to geocaching but it only takes place in albuquerque so find mama's tortilla recipe but watch out for the decoy recipes because they're no good They'll make your tortillas rubbery or hard. Uh, I would say for my two piece of advice about going to New Mexico is avoid goat heads. Uh, Avoid the stickers out there. They'll get in your socks and then they'll get in your feet and you have to pull them out of your feet and your socks and it's just no fun and no good. 
So goat heads, little devil stickers, stay away from them. And the uh, second kind of piece of advice is go to summer school. Temperatures are great in New Mexico. And so if you got a class that you got to pick up, pick up a summer school class in New Mexico. Yeah, I mean, it's statistically proven that a lot of the learning in New Mexico actually happens in summer school. Just uh, just part of the culture out there. Um, for my two points, first thing, a couple of food-related ones. Throw pizza on a Walter White's roof. If you're a fan of Breaking Bad, you know what I'm talking about. Scene where Walter White throws a giant pizza on his roof. And everyone in Albuquerque does it as well. So grab a big pizza, throw it up on that roof. You can find that address anywhere online in those uh, Breaking Brad forums. And then my second one, have a roadside Indian taco. The Navajo make a killer Indian taco. It's got red chili, ground beef, cheese, lettuce, tomato, and uh, pinto beans on top of it. It's all on top of a piece of fried bread. And it's really good. And it's something you can only get in New Mexico on the side of the road up towards Hamas there. So there you go. Two suggestions when you're in New Mexico that you can only really do while you're there. And with that being said, let's uh, hear something from our sponsors. Berry Blousey's Burial Blouses. Be buried in something breezy. Berry Blousey's Burial Blouses. A Tommy Bohama product. Now available at Target and French Mortuary. All right, the next film that we are going to review is a 2016 film called Crazy Fly. Oh boy, folks. Uh, if you didn't hear about this film, I am so happy to tell you that this film exists. Uh, Crazy Fly is a movie adaptation of Crazy Town's uh, mega-hit solo, Butterfly. If you remember that song, Butterfly, by Crazy Town, this is a film version of that. That's right. I have to say it so many times because it's hard for me to even fathom that this happened. It's it's a love story. It's a romance. It's not even a romantic comedy. It's, it's, it's a weird, full-length... Uh, love story feels like a music video guys please help me out what did you guys think of crazy fly well it's just like the lyrics i mean they just took the lyrics from the song and stretched them out boy meets girl he falls in love she toys with his heart and makes him go crazy at the end and of course she's his butterfly sugar Sugar, baby. Yeah, I love music films. Um, you know, we've all heard this song. It's kind of a joke by now, but when it came out, I got to admit, yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was fine. It was it catchy. It was uh, yeah. That's a Red Hot Chili Peppers sample, actually, that guitar riff. Fun fact. That's kind of sad, knowing that they had a guitarist in their band that could actually just play the riff, but... Yeah, no, it's a sample. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, that's that's really too bad that they had to sample another band that was, I don't know. I mean, no, not talking trash about Red Hot Chili Peppers, but they didn't have like insanely talented. They don't have like an insanely talented guitarist that. Yeah, they do. John Fashante. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm just, I I know I'm not he is, but I'm saying either, he's but. technically technically he doesn't do these riffs that are unplayable by other guitarists. It's not stuff that's un that you can't reproduce on a guitar. I'm just saying, all that aside, why couldn't they just play the riff themselves? 
Sampling was different back when this came out. When did this came out? 1999? Yeah, it yeah. feels like it. Yeah, probably around there. My God, you guys are focusing on the wrong thing. It doesn't matter. Who did this. The fact that this, like you said, Luke, the, the, every lyric from the song is in it, and then there's there's just a couple extra lines. There's a, there's I mean, there's a bunch of extra lines. This movie's insane, guys. It's insane. It's it's starring the lead guy. I don't even I didn't even catch his name, but it's that guy. It, it's the music. Fi- it's an hour and a half version of the music video. I will say, Alex, that this movie is definitely kind of stuck on a loop in for more sure. ways than one. The oh, only for sure. the only song on the soundtrack is Butterfly. Of course, they have different versions. They have the sad acoustic the jazz version. Version. Very yeah. Amazing. The, yeah. The jazz version for the fun, um, for the fun driving scene where they're driving around in the convertible. Agreed. Um, Again, have... Skrillex has a remix. Skrillex, yeah, making making his appearance. Red Hot Chili Peppers appearance, yeah. And that was funny. I mean, not to get too deep into the music again, but when they produced that Red Hot Chili Peppers track, they just sampled the sample from Butterfly to exactly. make the track. So they're kind so, of I paying mean, each other now. This whole this it's like a secular sort of royalty payment system they have going on right now. It's very interesting. Well, and not only that, it's like paying homage to to paying homage to the the original heroes which i guess would be the red hot chili peppers oh god guys again the music the, you don't know who this guy is we open up the film with this guy this tattooed guy and he's kind of heartbroken you never find out why and then he sees this cute girl with a pierced tongue and he's all about her and he follows her like there's, there's no movie here i don't know how in hindsight Looking back at the time I spent watching this movie, I don't remember what happened. Well, I like, can tell you. Somehow can... time was filled, but nothing happened in this movie. A lot happens. He yeah, gets sprung. A lot of sugar, a he lot gets of butterflies. Sprung. sprung. Yeah. He gets sprung by her, her nipple pierce and her uh-huh. tongue ring. So she was sure. kind of like this wild child type rocker chick. Um, her loving gets him high. Well, they get high together. Okay, and... what you just said took about a half hour, though. Somehow they did... I he just was don't lost. know where the time went. He was lost. When, when times he's were rough. He's walking around. He's walking around the town. I guess that's I know, but lost. now he's found. Don't you see? There's like a yeah, jungle. I mean, that was supposed the to be conveyed. jungle plays a large in, factor in it. it. This guy's not a good actor, too, right? I mean, I might have only been acting myself for, you know, I thought he a was couple fine. decades. But, I thought he was fine. Oh, okay. Compared to oh, the man. acting from the Bloodhound Gang movie that came out two years ago that we all watched. Shh. Sure. This guy yes. was way better than that whole crew. So that Absolutely. movie was nasty. Yeah. You know what? But his tattoos sort of carry him throughout the movie. When you start to lose track of what he's doing, actor-wise, the tattoos pull you back into the film. He's got those really cool star tattoos on his shoulders. Sure. Um, I don't know. This movie. Ooh. This movie w- was kind of a rough ride, and there's, there's something and, stalkery and perverse about a, a love a film like this, like a love story like this, where the woman has no lines at all. She never says a thing. It's mostly uh, I would call this. I have a crush at a girl at the mall, and I'm going to follow her around for an hour and a half. Is kind of what this felt like to me. Yeah, sure. it was. Sure. He was kind of a stalker, but then it made me wonder if. 
maybe he was just so high on dope that he just imagined her from the very beginning. Oh yeah, this guy was definitely high. Definitely a dope, dope head. Sure. You could tell with the uh, the tattoos, the bags under his eyes. Classic uh, frosted tips. He had a little pot tattoo too. So this guy's definitely a stoner. I think that was a Canadian. I that was a, yeah. yeah, it was a Canadian. No maple leaf. No, no, it was green. It was pot leaf. Anyway, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Um, I would say that this review is a waste of time, but but part of me wants to tell everyone in the world that they have to see this movie because it's so mind-boggling that it actually was created. At the end, spoiler alert, he does make her legs shake, and he does make her go crazy. They do get together. Yeah, the butterfly returns back to the jungle, and all is back to as it should be. I'm ready to rate this film. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Sure. For me, two points. Uh, Easy. This is an oddity. You must see it. And pick up the soundtrack while you're at it to uh, jumpstart your morning with a nice little crazy town sort of vibe. Or wind down your night, too, with track four. The violin uh, rendition. It's it's unfortunately it's two points for me. It's it's horrible, a horrible film, but one you got to see it to believe it. It's you know it puts it's the room, man. It puts the room to shame. Even it's it's so absurd this film. So unfortunately, check out Crazy Towns Butterfly the film. God, what is it even called again? Crazy Fly. Crazy Fly. My God, yeah, my God. Um, like Brandon said, coming out of the gates, it's a great song. It's very nostalgic for the people that are cusp Gen Xers. And a little late coming out in 2016, but it had to be made. All that being said, this thing's a total piece of crap. The acting is terrible and the soundtrack needed a lot of help. And we we got it, you know, with Skrillex and Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it wasn't enough. It gets a point from me. And uh, you guys got scammed. Oh, I know what I did. I just, yeah, I know. I know. So uh, five points for Crazy Fly? Five points. Five points. Five points. All right, guys. Let's hit those listeners. Let's hit those one, two review users with five suggestions for next time they're in New Mexico and they need some help with their travel ideas. Brandon? Here's a fun one. Take the former longest tram. It's fun. It's outdoors and kind of indoors at the same time. It's a little spooky, a little rickety. And, uh, you know, what's on top is a restaurant up there. And if it's in the winter, you can snowboard down. If it's in the summer, you can uh, maybe tumble down. I don't know. You can bike down. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can bike down. Uh, For my second point... Uh, check out Shady Lakes. You can go fishing there. Right now, I hear they have a special uh, lake where they filled with all robotic fish, so you're not actually using real fish. That's kind of the future. So for me, I'm going to definitely put that on my to-do list and get some robotic fish at Shady Lakes. Nice. All right. Uh, I'm going to say go visit Old Town. We've got an Old Town in New Mexico, or specifically Albuquerque is what I meant to say. And it's lovely. It's nice down there. There's a cannon. There's a little gazebo you can hang out in. And uh, at night, you can catch a ghost tour. Lots of horrible things happened in downtown Albuquerque back in the day, and you can find out about them uh, at the ghost tour in downtown Old Town Albuquerque. 
And the second thing that I will give you is uh, uh, take some shrooms and go to the hot springs. Uh, there's hot springs up in the Jemez. Take some hallucinogenic mushrooms and go up there and, um, you know, find uh, your deity. Whatever he, she, or it may be, it's uh, waiting you in the Jemez. Nice. Thanks, Alex. Uh, I've got one point. Definitely go to Taos and experience the Taos hum. Now, a lot of people say it's what makes the people up in Taos, the people that live up there, so wacky and so weird, is this constant humming sound that fucks with their brains and throws them off kilter. I would say go check for yourself and see if it's real. It's up in Taos, New Mexico, and all you got to do is stand there. One point. Uh, to all of our Taos listeners out there, uh, you're cool. And before we go to a sponsor, I'd like to, um, as they say in New Mexico, let's worry about it tom- tomorrow, uh, manana, you know? So instead of going to a sponsor, let's all talk real quick about New Mexico. Rapid Fire, what's your favorite restaurant? Luke, New Mexico restaurant, go. Um, I like Pilcher's Pizza. They have the greasiest pizza in probably in the whole of Southwest. And if you want a nice greasy slice of pizza with uh, cheddar cheese they don't even use mozzarella they use cheddar cheese red chili and i think it's pork i think it's ground pork some days it's beef but pilchers is the best and you can get it for a dollar fifty down there in the university area nice alex same question rapid fire favorite new mexico restaurant oh i mean my gosh there's so many there's um La Frontera, there's El Carizo, uh, Despanates, Cuellarazza, Duran's uh, Pharmacy, Corleone, El Pendejo, Desteteto. I can't, can't choose one. Yeah, there's a ton. Oh, no. Yeah, fair enough. Don't Lucas. choose this one. For me, I'm going to go with the Frontier. Uh, it's a classic. It's a staple. Go ahead, get the tortilla, get the bacon, get the hash browns. Mix it all up. Make yourself a little spoiler. Here's a new one. I call it the Orange Barrel. Just bring a large uh, large bucket, long bucket, and uh, have them fill that up with orange juice. You can bring it right to your table. The Orange Barrel, that's New Mexico's spirit animal. We were talking about spirit animals. New Mexico is world-renowned for having constant road construction and having those stupid orange barrels all over the street, even when it doesn't even need to be there. Classic New Mexico. Yeah, not to talk trash about that state, but it's just an endearing thing that they have out there. All right, well, toss no moss, Luke. Let's right, go to let's a sponsor. A, yeah, let's get out of here. Kick a sponsor. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And let me help you out. Since I'm going to New Mexico, they thought it would be a good idea to sponsor this week's podcast. Here's the thing. Make your vacation fly high in the magical skies of New Mexico. Make every day manana in the land of enchantment. Visit NewMexico.gov for travel and booking information tomorrow. Hey, New Mexico.gov. Uh...
Our next movie, guys, is called Bounty the Dog Hunter. I don't want to ruin too much of this already with the synopsis, and I think maybe our users can get an idea of what we're getting into here. Any first impressions, guys, on Bounty the Dog Hunter? Yeah, that's right. You heard it. You heard it right. It's Bounty the Dog Hunter. This is kind of a spin on Dog the Bounty Hunter, but this time they're out there hunting wanted dogs. Uh, You'd be surprised how many dogs are wanted, and uh, humorously enough, what they are wanted for, and the extremes that bounties uh, have to go to find them. Uh, Yeah. This movie uh, is based on true events. Based on based on true hunts. Yeah, some of these are you know kind of uh, expanded or kind of you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for sensationalized, embellished and sensationalized. But uh, the fact is that there are a lot of uh, dog hunters out there, guys that will find bounties on dogs and get them back. Because like you said, there's lots of bad dogs out there. These are dogs that have been involved in crimes and stuff. Uh, You know, a lot of times that's not the dog's idea. Dog's been roped in by a gang to defend the warehouse, something like that. But some of these are bad dogs that actually you know have a part to play or had you know some of the investment in the crime to begin with or you know are you know starting from the bottom and now they're there yeah sometimes you're born bad you're not just the runt of the litter you're the runt of society you know and who better to hunt down a dog who can sniff down a dog better than a dog so they've got this english bulldog named dog the dog and he's got the signature blonde mullet that dog the bounty hunter has and he sort of leads the cops around town to hunt down these troublesome and oftentimes troubled dogs around Hawaii. You know, they're not, they're not all bad canines that are doing these things. Uh, some of them just don't have money, can't afford to take care of their litter, can't find the kibble and the bones they need to take care of their pregnant female dog. I don't know what you call that, their, their dog partner, you know. Um, So a lot of them are in trouble, but then we got some heavy hitters out there that really need to do some hard time and think about what they've done. We've got uh, Banthi, the chicken killer. He's been wanted in Hawaii for years and still goes uncaught by uh, these, uh, the dog hunter. Yeah, my favorite has to be the mad yipper. They can always hear him yipping in the distance, but they can never quite catch him until that one rainy day. Yeah, definitely a haunting criminal. And the crazy thing is he'll be on one island one day and totally unexplained. He'll be on a totally different island the next day. And they don't know how he got there. I mean, he had to grab a plane or a very fast boat. But the Yipper has been haunting law enforcement for years in Hawaii. This movie has a lot of a lot of great characters like we've talked about, but it really does hit home about the problems in Hawaii. You know, they've had their ups and downs. They're a lot better now, but uh, the, a lot of the same problems remain. And so it's good to know that we've got these we've got these vigilantes out there really trying to tackle Hawaii's problems because we're trying to get their their tourists their tourist revenue back up. It is a whole new beach. As someone who's watched uh, a little bit of Dog the Bounty Hunter, I will say that uh, the similarities are quite apparent. I can see what they're doing here. It's, it's kind of funny. 
But as a movie, I don't know if it really is worth my full attention. What do you guys? Do you have anything else to say about this? Or are you ready to wrap it up? I I, I would watch. I would watch this as a TV show, but it felt weird to put a whole hour and a half into it. I'd, I'd like to watch this in half hour chunks. Which you can. You can. You, can. you, could, you could take breaks. Sure. The DVD is actually split into three chapters, which are perfectly half hour each. Um, I definitely enjoy the callbacks. His wife is um, is a real stout female dog and well endowed in the teat area. And I really enjoy the the parts in the movie itself where after they catch these troubled dogs, after they get them cuffed and in the car, they give them a cigarette. They give them a little dog cigarette that they can smoke on. Calm their nerves. Which anyone who's seen the show know that Dog the Bounty Hunter always has plenty of cigarettes. He's not really a big smoker himself, but he has plenty of cigarettes for those criminals to calm down in the car, have a smoke, think about what's happening and uh, collect their wits before they go into the pen. Yeah, you guys are ready to rate Bounty the Dog Hunter? Yeah, at this point, I'm ready. Uh, cool. Oh, go ahead. I th- yeah, I mean, we've taken it. This review, as far as we can see it, the only thing I can tell users is check it out for yourself. I don't know. These guys are crazy today. I had a lot of fun watching this. It was two points. It's a fun romp. It's a fun concept. And it flips the whole idea of vigilanteism on its head, turning the world around to dogs. And maybe in a lot of ways, reflecting this back on human society. So two points for me. Uh, As a huge fan of dogs, I'm going to give this uh, film a two because I could never watch enough dogs, especially dogs wearing clothes and stuff like that. And uh, dogs, you know, uh, dressed up in any way as characters is is a treat to watch. And so I enjoyed it. I I was questioning what this film was and what it was trying to do. And um, a lot of times I was confused, but I was always, you know, like the tattoos in crazy fly the the dogs lured me back to this film and i was i was happy with watching it like i said i'd rather see it as a tv show and hopefully it'll become one uh but as a movie not so much but still two points yeah well two points for me absolutely i mean it may be hard for some people to grasp a relatively basic concept of like a dog hunting another dog dressed as dog the bounty hunter um i just don't you know i don't see why it has to be something in a tv show format Uh, definitely two points for me nice that's five points and that brings us to our points what you gave it two points i gave it two we all gave it two oh my god i just kind of assumed that you were already going to give it five six all right well you know you know what that means my apologies that means we're at 20 something and that means we get to call it something that means we get to call it a day That's right, Brandon. And I think we want to wrap up and shout out to our New Mexican listeners. Brandon's on his way down there, guys. So give him a visit. He's going to be having his uh, Albuquerque meetup down there at Frontier. You guys can shoot the shit with Brandon. Ask him about one, two review relating questions. Ask him about his personal life. Ask him about his week back while he's down there. Yeah, I'll be signing iPads and iPhones. Just uh, bring your own Sharpie. Yeah. And he'll be he'll be down there to help you guys out with that as well for all the super fans and the not so super fans, you know. Just let me know. Regular fans, regular fans too, get on that wait list too because we're gonna have to um, 
try to keep the group down to a minimum. Great. So let's go yeah, ahead and let's let's recommend a few more things for our fans to do while in New Mexico. In fact, six more things for our friends to do in New Mexico. What are something you'd like to? What's some things you gentlemen like, would like to recommend? I would definitely recommend checking out Carl's or no. I would definitely like to recommend checking out Roswell, the site of the infamous 1952 UFO crash. And I don't know, be careful. It, unless you want it, you might get abducted down there in Roswell. And then another great thing, it's a little further up north, White Sands Missile Range, a uh, testing facility for uh, uh, devastating weapons, but also very beautiful range of dunes of gypsum sand pure white sand and it's it's an incredible thing to look at and one of a kind here in the united states they say if you eat a tablespoon of sand you'll have good luck for a couple years so when you get up there mix some sand up in a little water and chug it down you'll have good luck too harvesting things is a big thing to do in new mexico uh, there's a, there's even a harvest festival. One thing you could do is harvest pinon nuts, uh, pine nuts as some people call them. They uh, taste weird at first, but they taste great after they taste weird. So I'm going to say harvest some pinon nuts. Uh, another thing you're going to want to do is learn some local lingo. Uh, to help us out with some local lingo, I've actually hired somebody you know, Luke. I've hired your cousin Finger. I've got him on Skype here. He's going to teach us a few of the local lingo uh, from New Mexico. Uh, let me patch him on through. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, Finger, are you there? Hey, what's going on, Brandon? How you doing? I'm <laughs> oh, doing so good, man. It's great to hear you. Uh, I'm sure Luke would like to say hi. Uh, and Alex, Alex, can you hear Finger? Sup, Finger? What's up, bro? Nothing much, man. Listen... Your guys, your guys's podcast is all right, but uh, you're you're not that cool. Listen, you need a little of my five hundred five lingo. So just to yeah, that's what I called you to. We need a, a few lingo tips. So can you give us your hottest lingo uh, recommendations? Yeah, I know you texted me. You told me what you were gonna ask me, so that's why I'm saying that. So with uh, you gotta think about something. You say chale, so. Let's say your girl like ask you where you've been all night and you've been out having tecate and just being wild and shit. You just say chale and then that will give you a moment to sort of collect your thoughts and, and it'll give you a second to figure out what you're gonna say. That's great. Uh, what are one more thing I'd like uh, to impart with our fans? What would it be like finger? Just don't fuck around with the cops. Don't fucking ride the 66 bus get a good job and get a car together it's not that hard you can get like a 95 camry for like 1500 bucks dude it's simple don't ride the buses you'll just end up with a bad crowd and you'll you'll start taking like bunk pills and shit thanks finger and you know what we can always do it tomorrow am i right that's the best day all right say bye luke we'll see you later finger thanks uh, okay, great. Those are my two points. Uh, cool. I guess uh, my two points are uh, take a uh, 
take a shopping cart out to the end of Southern Boulevard. It's kind of a wasteland out there, and you can uh, hang out the passenger side of your cart, get a buddy to hang out the passenger side holding that shopping cart, and uh, speed up to as fast as you can get on that empty street, and then uh, slam on your brakes and let that shopping cart shoot out in front of you. We call that speed cart. It's a good way to kill time out there. And uh, another one is go visit my folks. Uh, my parents are out there. They've got a room in Corrales my old bedroom. Uh, I'm sure they'll let you stay there if you call them and give them a little bit of advanced notice. They'll clean it out for you and make sure it's ready to go. So uh, yeah, say hi to them. Nice. It's really hospitable of your parents to do that for our mm-hmm. users. And guys, throw, uh, you know, bring some bring some, some gifts too. Bring some wine. Bring some bread or something if you're going to go visit Alex folks out there. Yeah, of course. You want to bring some some of your native treats to New Mexico and pick up some some of, some of their native treats. Some salsa, some burritos, burritos, of course. Tamales, tamales, of course. Some crystals. Heal yourself with some, some crystal energies. They say that New Mexico has the most powerful crystal energy. I've heard that, and I would believe it. Well, well, guys, what do you say? Well, I that's a day. say that's a day. Let's call it a day. Brandon, you're all packed up. You're all ready for your trip. Just about ready, yeah. What kind of stuff are you going to be bringing from New York? You're going to bring down some slices, some some of that New York attitude. Uh, a slice of attitude and a bag of bagels. That's all I need. Some schmear. Uh, no, 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 just dry. Maybe some butter. Nice. Some New York butter. Everyone knows about New York's famous butter. Yeah, it's, a, it's something to do with the cows out here. Yeah, it's the water the cows drink. Something that makes like the that. butter even better. They have that in Brooklyn, right? They have those those rooftop farms. Cow, cow farms, yeah. In the subways. They've abandoned subway stations. They've turned into cow farms. That's really creative really useful progressive farming really progressive way to to use that space i'm excited man the future is bright let's talk about a few things let's talk about our patreon donor yeah we have a patreon page you can help rab is our donor yeah hey rab what's up thanks again for being thanks for being awesome and helping us out now guys i'm gonna stop you there because this is we started out, we sort of joked about Patreon on the show because we had such a massive following, had so many donors, and, and people sort of lost faith, lost faith in us when we, we squandered that money on, on the abacus. And so we're just trying to get back to our grassroots. Our Patreon page is real. We do accept donations. We will shout you out. Rab is a real guy. And he gives us a couple bucks a month to say his name. And I'd say he gets more than he paid for in terms of a shout out. So, Rap? Uh, yeah. Rap, the excellent no, guy. Rab's Rab. great. Rabswork.com. Awesome guy. Rab. Graphic artist. Just a good human. Good person. So there you go, guys. He's, if he's single, date him. There you go. He's not respect that. He's thrown down two, four bucks and he's gotten all that attention on our podcast. So just think about what your two bucks can do at patreon.com we also have different levels too if you want a written shout out or if we want if you want us to review one of your movies we can do that as well um so that's patreon.com slash one to review to get started there 
Alex, do you have any of our movies that we're going to be looking at next week? Yeah, I just want to thank Rab, and then I want to say next week we're going to be reviewing Al Capone, Smoot, Red Hot, Foxy Pop, Forget Paris 2, and Froggy Doe. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks, Rab. Rab? Next week we'll be reviewing Alka Rab, Smooth Rab, Hot Fox Trot Rab, Forget Paris, and Night in Rab, and Foggy Rabdo. And Rabdo. Thank you all, and have a rap night. See you next rap. See you on Rabmas. Or Rabadan. Nice rap today, guys. Alright, I'm ending my recording. Yeah, in the recording.